This is WFHB's Blooming Out, your weekly update on issues in the LGBTQIA community with your hosts, Melanie, Ireland, Lucas, and Justin. Blooming Out is produced by Ireland Meacham and Melanie Davis. Tune in every Thursday night at 6 p.m. to hear discussion from local LGBTQIA voices. Good evening, loves. Welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Lucas Fisher. It's check-in time. What's going on? (laughs) Let's check in. Check up. Check up. Get your annual check up. Right, everyone? Do that if you can. I don't think I've had a doctor's... Is that something you are supposed to... I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I'm just going to stop talking. I haven't been to the doctor in maybe three years. Yeah, same. I got really sick one time, and then I had to go. Mm -hmm. I also broke my wrist, and I had to go. Yikes. And that was fun. Folks, go to the doctor on a regular basis. Get yourself checked out. (laughs) Even if you're young and seemingly indestructible. But what if I really am indestructible? And what if I don't have insurance? (laughs) No, no. We've all seen the movie Unbreakable. or Many of it. I've never seen that. I have not seen that movie. Is that like like, um, Limitless? Where he takes the pill and he's fine? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Have you seen seen that that movie? No. I saw the previous. But well, he takes the pill and he gets really smart. Oh. Ah. Like flowers Ooh. for Algernon. Yeah. He who? Yeah, like oh. sort of like that. That's terrible. I know that one. I hated that book. I did too. Yeah, that was so sad. sad. They was... made us read it in um, seventh grade English. Yeah. So sad. And uh, and also the Diary of Van Frank. It was a sad year in that English was class. Hard. Yeah. It introduces what you grade to great was, concepts. Seventh grade? Seventh. seventh grade? Okay. But no, seriously, you're not indestructible. Nope. Your body just recovers a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take care of it now, trust me, when you get a little bit older, it's going to all come back to you. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, dun, dun, dun. drink orange juice. Public service announcement brought to you by, I don't know, your doctor. Blooming out. Yeah. Your <laughs> blooming out family. <laughs> blooming out doctors. <laughs> uh, what's been going on over the past week? With me? Um, so I'm getting ready for my last sketch comedy show ever because I'm about to graduate. And so, oh my gosh, yeah. And so, but it's going to be an extra special show because I'm doing stand up before it. And also, um, since it's my last show, I get to pick half of the sketches um, nice. from old sketches that I've written that I want to do again. Ooh. So that'll be fun. And then the other half is going to be Christmas sketches. So if anyone listening is interested in coming, uh, Boy in the Bubble Sketch Comedy, um, 9 p.m., I believe, Fine Arts Building, 015, on Saturday. That's the 7th, I want to say? Yeah, 7th. Wow. Yeah, just a little plug. Awesome. I have yeah. such a fat lineup for Saturday. I'm excited. Because <laughs> it's always, it's also Krampus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cramp. Cramp. Krampus. 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 I'm sorry. What? No, okay, okay, what? Um, what is the country of origin of Krampus. So, uh, uh, um, Krampus is uh, actually alpine, so multiple countries. Oh, okay. So it's not just, it, it, there's a little bit of it in, um, I think, Slovakia or uh, Slovenia and mm. uh, Austria and um, uh, Switzerland, of course. And I think northern Italy, they'll have similar kind of like mountainous creatures that come down and mm-hmm. and um terrorize the children <laughs> on 
on the 6th usually of December, but, you know, we, we don't, I think it's the 6th, um, but we don't, you know, go by those calendars. We're mm-hmm. just like, whatever's convenient. <laughs> Which this year for Bloomington happens to be Saturday. Yeah. And I, I actually, I think it's great. I love it so much. And at Bloomington, I think, still can claim to be the largest uh, Krampuslauf, uh, Krampus uh, um in event in the Midwest, I believe. Cool. So good for us. Yeah, there's there is a new route. Um, sure, it starts up. <laughs> oops, it starts up uh north of the showers complex by Upland, and then it wends its way down, uh, kind of those new roads, right, just to the just to the west of the showers complex. Hmm. Hmm. And good then times. It, yeah, get there early. Get a get a good spot and um then go see ireland yeah right. my show at nine o'clock it's free right Not it's free absolutely in the free. big room in, in the, the fine arts big old room in fine arts cool yep so do, they, do they come on uh campus the the krampus fools i uh, i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't think they fools what do you mean fools? No, <laughs> that was just a filler word no, yeah not really the krampus are serious they're here to take you evil children to hell yikes well that was the thing maybe i shouldn't go i mean scary (laughs) you know christmas here is all like really nice and lovely and everything but back in the old country christmas is serious business if you were a naughty child you get tossed into the either a basket or a cart and then you get dragged straight off to hell there's like no appeals process. There's no like <laughs> I promise to do better next year. It's nope. No judgment day situation. Nope. Nope. Huh. Whatever you're wearing is what you're wearing for eternity in a lake of fire. Wow. Well Dang it. Okay. And Sucks. then Santa comes and like kinda rescues you, but you know. Oh. Yeah. So Thank no, God. no, no actual <laughs> children will be dragged off to hell this Saturday. So Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Bloomington, what a Bloomington. town. Oh, some other queer events happening in the next couple weeks yeah. in Bloomington. Apparently, uh, Chastin Buttigieg is coming this Friday to yes. campus. Um, the husband. The husband yeah. of Mr. Pete. Mayor Mr. Pete. Pete. Um, so that would be interesting. I don't know if I'll make it, but... Uh, <laughs> and that's just, i'm sorry we, when is that coming uh this friday, this friday. 11, it says 11 30 to 12 30 at woodburn hall ah. uh 120 and rsvp is required so you could probably just google it and find the the event and then also next week next saturday antony from queer eye is coming to the auditorium what <sighs> wow. why did i not know this that's i bet exciting. the tickets are really expensive yeah probably like dang Fifteen dollars. Oh right, because Karamo was gonna come, but it says that Anthony is now coming in his place because Karamo can't make it. Oh okay, oh. that's what I was. I was okay. And my daughter watches all of those ancillary videos on YouTube that they put out, mm-hmm. where they they just go and do like they'll go on to other shows or they'll just do these videos that are fun to kind of drum up interest, and they are so good. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. She Have you was, seen Queer Eye Japan? Yes. I just oh, it's it. so cute. It's so, so cute. So and cute. I love it so much. Me too. Did we talk about that last week? I feel like we probably did. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, really? I don't think so. Okay. No. We talked about Drew Paul. Drew, 
RuPaul. Drew Paul's Drew Carey. Wow. Whose drag is it anyway? <laughs> Drew Paul Charles. <laughs> Whose drag is it? I am Here's getting idea. such so bad visuals off of that. <laughs> I'm getting some great visuals. Thank oh you, Nat. <laughs> well, how are you, Lucas? What's yeah, new with I'm you? I'm good. Nothing's new. I am bored as heck and uh, broke. What about a pup date? A pup date? Uh... I have puppies. They are poodles, <laughs> mini poodles. Um, they're cute. Well, that's I what puppies know. are. They're, they're starting to fight each though. other. It's a little... Oh no! Yeah, they're jealous. They're jealous. They need lots of attention. It's it's kind of draining, but I love them. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't give them too much attention. But they're like children. If you if you give them attention, they just want more. I know. So you just have to ignore them, possibly lock them in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And break them. Well, they're starting to get jealous of each other. So yeah. See? If anybody's got any recommendations, give me a call. Again, that was That's just studio. a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably me. some truth to that. No, no, no. Because puppies need some. They need like alone space. Yeah. Do they? I read something online about it, but there there's two of them, and mm. they're brothers. Oh. And they're 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 crazy. My brothers were too. Not poodles, <laughs> but they were crazy. Yeah. Still kind of are. My mom's dogs, I give them way too much attention and they're like sick of it. So I like <laughs> <laughs> I try to go in and like pick them up and hug them. Hub em. Pick them up and hug I'm them. Sorry. Um <laughs> I don't know what my brain just did. Uh but they you can see the look on their face. They're like like leave me alone. I just want to sleep. But it's very cute. And I still, I still hug them all the time. Yeah, that's kind of like my teenager. <laughs> I just want to hug her occasionally. And she's like, oh, what are Your you doing? Your pet teenager. What <laughs> are you doing? Like, I just want to hug. She's like, ew, go away. <laughs> that sounds about the same. <sighs> how are you doing, Melanie? Yeah, what's up? What's oh, new well, with you? How was we, Transgiving? Transgiving. Yeah, Transgiving. Was, yeah. Give us an update. Uh, that was last Friday. And um, we had about, what? 14 or 16 people come by. I can't remember now. And it was great. Um, everybody was a pitch-in, so everybody brought a dish, and we all got to sample their, their wares. And mm-hmm. uh, it was nice to get together and have that kind of, you know, it's family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the LGBT family is family with a capital F. And uh, and it was nice. And so we're also going to have, not at my place, uh, we're going to have a Christmas gathering, holidays gathering, um, because not all people celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it'll be another feast, and it'll be lovely. And with the center, you know, hopefully we'll have more space and, mm-hmm. and we won't have to, like, trek out to folks' houses, because there was, like, no parking space on my street. Uh, so, uh, people had to hike for a bit, but, um, yeah, cool. it was, it was really nice. And I look forward to the, the holiday one and, um, you know, future ones. I think there's, there's something for getting together and celebrating, um, major holidays and stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us don't have anybody else yeah. still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was good, and I, some people showed up unexpectedly, and it was it was great. Good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <clears throat> and what else happened this week? 
Well, I'm not sure. I think that's it. Okay, question. Are you guys like Christmas people? Hmm. Do you like all the the red and the green and <laughs> well, the fanfare? Uh, I had a thought the other day that Santa is just totally evil. But, you know, I, mean, <laughs> no, I still am kind Krampus. of a Christmas yeah. person. Well, it yeah, w- Krampus is, well, anyway, yeah, right. Krampus is the evil one. But yeah, I Santa, just have never liked I don't know. Like, I'm just not a Christmas person. I, I don't know. Am. Some people just, like, go crazy over Christmas. I like, like I like getting gifts for people. Yeah, I like getting gifts for people. And I just don't like the huge deal everyone makes yeah. out of it. Yeah. You know? It's just an excuse for my family to buy crappy presents for each other. Like, intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally crappy. That's oh, really? Yeah. Aww. That's part of it. Yeah. That's cute. When I was little... Yeah, we had big families um, on both sides, and they had you know big family gatherings, and that's what I associate Christmas with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like gifts, whatever. I don't care about that, but it's getting together with people and um, having a good time. You know, like uh, one side of my family, they they drink rather a lot, and. Um, so the parties were rather, uh, animated. Um, and the other side, it was animated in a different way. They were, uh, on the Serbian side. We actually have Serbian Christmas, which, uh, you know, happens in January. And because we go by the old calendar, mm. why update? Uh, What's the point? <laughs> right. Exactly. So it you would, actually have it, you had it in January? Or we have, you, we you had do? two Christmases. Oh, cool. So. Two Christmases. Right. That's uh, but fun. the the January one was not so much presents. It was about just getting together and yeah, with all the cousins and the aunts and the uncles, even that one uncle. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was again the gathering. It was mm-hmm. about coming together in the dark and just having a good time. So seeing people you hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. So. Tr- in in yeah. that way, I love Christmas, mm-hmm. but the whole shebang. Yeah, I guess seeing family is nice, but like, I just for some reason I can't stand Christmas movies and I can't stand oh, yeah, no. Christmas music. Schmaltz. I cannot do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's just... music with a K, or music <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> just like yeah. all the right. I don't know. Yeah. It's don't schmaltzy know. and yeah. it, it's you know pandering to people who who I think missed out on having those those good mm-hmm. memories. Oh. Oh, maybe I'm just privileged. You just broke my heart. What? <laughs> that was just a sad but true comment. It could be. I'm, my mom loves all that stuff. She's so excited for all the movies to come out. She's just, she's, you know, cloud nine. So. Yeah. I'm still on like cloud four. <laughs> Not quite there yet. Chilling around cloud five. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm about five. Yeah. Six. Maybe. But there's, a good day. you know, uh, there's tons of great Christmas songs like Santa Claus and His Old Lady from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> that's that's a favorite in our house. I'm only okay with RuPaul's Christmas music. Oh, yeah. Which I think we we're going to have to play yeah. that oh, again. Yeah. 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 We did that last year, and, and uh, not everybody in the studio was excited about that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was excited. I was jamming. Yeah, it was like fun. That. All right. Well, should we like take a break? I think or we something? need to take a music break. And then we'll be right back with some news. Woohoo. Thank you. 
body release I always wondered why I couldn't feel much It's been ages and I missed your touch Still nothing makes sense but I can feel it in my marrow Yeah, the power in my body runs deep I saw Jesus on the front lawn Use his feet to pop the cork off He said he gets melancholy too sometimes But I still get them goosebumps Cause there's power in my body May the power in my body release But then I didn't have a choice I couldn't raise my fist just yet But sometimes when I feel that shame I lift my voice, I stake my claim So we have radio. We've got some uh, really big news this week. Yeah, 
Um, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Right. And it's not all bad, which is fantastic. Yeah. That is rare on this show these days, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. We've had some- the past couple of months. Some uh, downer shows. Downers. Yeah. But- But- IDS has reported uh, that, well, you take it away. So apparently Bloomington was the highest scoring city in Indiana um, for, uh, wait, it earned a, sorry, the city of Bloomington earned a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign 2019 uh, index, which measures LGBTQ inclusiveness for the fifth year in a row, Mm -hmm. which means it's... um, in the highest scoring city in Indiana oh, okay. on that scale. Indiana. And then second was Indianapolis. Third was West Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Good for us. It, it it kind of is. I mean, I've had historically problems with HRC. Yeah. Um, but the, the index is something that uh, cities, uh, companies, they have a, a, a corporate index too that they aspire to, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's something, it's a metric that they can use and throw out there and say, hey, look how good we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of important. So um, yeah, kudos to Bloomington for living up to these standards. Living. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hamilton was, when he was on the show, um, I think a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about our score. Yeah, it's yeah. well, uh, <laughs> For all these cities who who have something over like a seventy percent, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that hey, look at us, yeah, it, it's something to sell your city with. Mm-hmm. South Bend, well, actually. I wonder how much of high. it is due to IU being here. Oh, a lot, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, the the reason I wanted to move down here when I was in high school and go to college here mm-hmm. was because of the queer inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was back in way early 90s yeah so uh, yeah same and I, I know a lot of people who've come up here for that reason too yeah yeah Bloomington just seems like the in, city in Indiana at least that yeah I always it, hear everyone saying like I would never live anywhere else in Indiana but Bloomington like right. yeah. the only way I'm living in Indi- Indiana is living in Bloomington which I agree with I'm really glad that I got to grow up here and it's an oasis yeah ish. yeah so well, they have different what? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, I grew up in a smaller town in Indiana, where the the visibility of of uh, LGBTQ people was just not there. Mm-hmm. And so I can't I can't even imagine what it would be like for um, other people for for like specifically like trans people <laughs> in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Like how difficult um, it would have been to go to my school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still it, somehow managed to not realize I was queer until I went to college. So yeah, it is definitely like I use definitely a big part of it. I feel like, but because I don't maybe I just wasn't in the right circles or something. But right. yeah, so I think the community at large isn't. I mean, it's it's very inclusive, and there are a yeah. lot of places that are really welcoming and supportive. But I guess I just wasn't well. I just feel like it's more visible in this town. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of it. Like, outside of even just the school. I think mm-hmm. the schools do a, a really good job. But also uh-huh. invisible. But. I mean, because, you know, again, we we don't have a, a section of the city that is 
specifically set aside mm-hmm. for the gays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have, uh, you know, all the, the clubs and stuff like that, which are indicative of a, a, a social scene where people need to kind of, you know, circle their wagons. And yeah. like, these are our clubs. These are our spaces. Mm-hmm. We're just here. And we exist in the greater uh, community for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, for, for considering Indiana, so I grew up in Northwest Indiana by Chicago, like three miles from the Illinois mm-hmm. uh, line. And so close that I didn't even know we didn't have liquor sales on Sunday because, you know. Oh. It flowed like water close. up there. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just go down the street and go to the liquor store. Well, it happens to be across the state line. Um, eh. But <laughs> uh, we didn't have anybody who was LGBT in our our high school. Yeah, we, we didn't. We know Same. one couple who was gay, and they were older, and um, and that was it. So even today, there's. Uh, Northwest Indiana, their their pride event it happened in a room in, in their convention center up there. It was a um, yeah, it happened in a room in the convention ready center. Ready for mine? Yeah. My hometown didn't even have a pride event. Yikes! It's never had any sort of. My hometown is right next to Hanover College, where Mike Pence oh. got his graduate degree. Oof! Good times. Good times. So. Not, I'm not trying to just like compare these things, but I feel like we're just co- trying to come to the point that Bloomington is definitely has more visibility. Mm-hmm. And well, if, and contrast it with the rest of the state. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the the big thing was like Bloomington is is the gayest place like, in we just, Indiana. Well, we no just kidding. knew. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was just the place to go. Mm-hmm. Like right out of high school, is like. Although what, I, what I've been hearing coming from people who have been. Who who exist in 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 between Indianapolis and Bloomington? People who live in one place, work in the other, or travel extensively t- between the two, is that we are um, Bloomington is kind of falling behind in actual inclusiveness mm-hmm. as far as a culture of trying to be conscious of including people. Yeah, and, and I, I think that just comes back to the. The school kind of IU just sort of takes the place of uh, this culture of care to mm-hmm. to steal a term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to believe in something that, and the, the culture changes here so often because there are so many different people coming here, and it, Bloomington has changed so much throughout the years that it's really like there's this reputation, but mm-hmm. then all these people who have like built the reputation are in and out, and. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. I feel like there's an image of what what we believe, but then uh, on a on a in a more deep level, a more systematic level, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because the HRC score it says it is based on five categories, which all seem to be more like um, municipal like services and stuff, non discrimination right. laws. The city as an employer, municipal services law enforcement and leadership on lgbtq equality so that's not necessarily saying anything about like social yeah, like the what, social yeah. aspect community mm-hmm. stuff so there there so those those five parts um you know we scored 
perfect scores on all of those, but the bar isn't really that right. High. Yeah. Yeah. And under each of those, also there are bonus point rounds, right? And we were we scored dismally mm-hmm. on those. Oh. So what do uh, those look like? What's on there? So part one, non-discrimination laws. It's like the category evaluates whether discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity is prohibited in areas of employment, housing, and public accommodations. Right? We have that. We have the ordinance, uh, which is been here for a while gender identity is included in a lot of places they would pass the sexual orientation side but they wouldn't pass gender identity saying oh we'll catch you later um and again this is actually where hrc has been instrumental in uh um screwing over the trans community yeah by saying oh no, no no we'll be there for you but we have to do it incrementally and some places um got their sexual orientation before the gender identity and there was some follow through in some municipalities and others there you know they still haven't gotten around to it mm-hmm. anyway we have it that's fantastic but under that we have bonus points cities that require single user sex segregated facilities uh for um uh bathrooms and and uh, uh changing rooms and such and then also uh Ordinances that protect youth from conversion therapy, right? Mm. And we don't have that. That's the big one, yeah. So that's a big one that's coming around a lot statewide in a lot of places. But Indiana, I don't think they're going to be pushing that anywhere. Um, Municipality is employer. You know, do we have non-discrimination in city employment? Uh, Gender-inclusive health care benefits, if you're lucky enough to be hired by the city. Mm -hmm. Um, Inclusive workspace and city uh, contractor non-discrimination ordinances. We scored obviously well there, but bonus points, uh, city employee domestic partner benefits. We It was just one point. We got that one. Yay. That's one <laughs> of the ones we got. Um, uh, it, it And it goes down with, <laughs> uh, let's see, it's part three is munis- municipal services. Uh, Human Rights Commission, we have that. Enforcement Mechanism and Human Rights Commission, we have that. LGBTQ in liaison in city executive's office, we've got that. There's a, a bigger um, bonus point around here. Youth bullying prevention policy for city services, none. Mm-hmm. City provides services and supports LGBTQ youth, nope. City provides services supports to LGBTQ homeless people, no. Mm. City provides services uh, or supports to LGBTQ elders, again, no. City provides services, supports to people living with HIV AIDS. We got that. And then city provides services and supports to the trans community again. No. Well, we don't uh, provide services for the homeless. To, yeah, you know. I was going to say in I mean, general, that's kind of. That a... actually isn't true, but um, that's how I feel. <laughs> so yeah. there needs to be more done. Yeah, there needs to be definitely more done. needs to be more um, they're not. They're not doing boots on the ground. They're doing they're grading this by official policies and such right <clears throat> policies so, are nice which can vary uh, well the in, you know enactment yes yeah. so mm-hmm. right and how they choose to enforce that policy yeah mm-hmm. it's good that we have those ordinances cause that's what makes that's part of what makes yeah bloomington a safe safe place um, safer 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 yeah <sighs> well and so uh friend of mine was actually interviewed for the uh, with the IDS for mm-hmm. for this mm. 
and she started the LGBTIQ plus uh, or LGBTQ plus um, Indiana group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Brandy is her name. And um, somebody scrawled fag on the side of her car. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then left her a note, kind of little note saying, you know, you should go to church and save yourself. Oof. Um, and that, you know, she handled it Did like you? most of us do, like ticked off, but I'll deal with it. Like you could have just left a note. Um, and so, yeah, if you really wanted to like, if you really had good intentions, you would have left right. just a note instead of vandalizing someone's property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. That's So it's, I mean, we still struggle with it. Yeah. We, we have. But those ordinances are really important because they can protect you if you have a job with right. a, someone who is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Of course, why would you want a job with that person? Well, sometimes you can't help it. I know. Sometimes you don't know until until you, it comes out. Right. Yeah. And um, I've had lots of friends who've, especially in like restaurants and and stuff. Um, not to say anything about restaurants, um, but just in these jobs where uh, you're not paid very much anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had friends who've had lots of problems. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, yay! For the most part, <laughs> go at least you have yeah you have the legal thing there. That's yeah, that's yeah, good framework. That's what we need. Yeah, and uh, the the national the you well, know federal government. That's what we'd like to have. Absolutely. I was listening to the yeah. the hearings, the impeachment hearings mm-hmm. today, and nothing will ever happen on the federal level if this is what we continue to have as far as quote unquote leadership goes, because. It, how much money you know I love Mark Twain and Mark Twain hated mm-hmm. the government yeah. and I love reading all of his little treatises on, on them they're so horrible and um, and right on you know that was 120 years ago or more and they're still relevant today so. that's wild mm-hmm. anyway I think we need to take the Break so we can get community updates. Community updates and all that. Yep. All right, it's time for our community update for this week, Ireland. Oh, some other queer events happening in the next couple weeks in Bloomington. Apparently, uh, Chastin Buttigieg is coming this Friday to campus. Um, the husband of Mr. Pete, Mayor Pete. Um, so that would be interesting. I don't know if I'll make it, but, uh, <laughs> uh, this Friday, 11, it says 11.30 to 12.30 at Woodburn Hall. Uh, 120 and RSVP is required so you could probably just google it and find the the event and then also next week next Saturday Anthony from Queer Eye is coming to the auditorium what we also have on December 6th at 8.30pm a poetry slam at the Bishop Bar 123 South Walnut Street in Bloomington and that is 18 plus I believe it is also a $5 cover and on December 9th 
on Monday, the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Social Hour at Sweetgrass Modern Southern Kitchen, 405 West Patterson Drive in Bloomington. And so that is going to be from 5 to 7 p.m. December 9th, that's Monday. And don't forget, Krumpus is going to be in town. Um, they will be running around town, I think, starting at 6 p.m. on Friday. And that's always fun. Don't miss Ireland, her last show with the comedy club. I think it's the Boy in the Bubble. And that's going to be Friday at 7 p.m. in the Fine Arts Building in the main auditorium there. And it's a free show. Check it out. That about wraps it up for this week. We'll be right back with more Blooming Out. You're listening to the album Medicine by Tense. This is the song. Insert some quarters. Before that, you heard Hata. Thank you for that, Lucas. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we didn't mention Doug Bowder uh, is retiring. It oh, yeah. From, and he had a, a party that I missed. Uh, and in honor of his years and years and years of service to the LGBT community and specifically the LGBT Center on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Doug, for all of that and everything else you do in the community. Um you're ubiquitous with the LGBT community in uh, in Bloomington, so I don't even know what to do without you. Or at least, hopefully, you'll don't retire. Well, I mean, he's not retiring from LGBT. More news. Uh, let's see. South uh, Carolina state lawmaker proposed a bill that would make it illegal for children to undergo gender reassignment surgery until they become adults. Boom. Yeah. So this is just one uh, of many. I think uh, Kentucky started it, and uh, then South Carolina, Georgia's got it, uh, and Texas has one, and Alaska, I believe. And this is all based on the uh, seven-year-old in Texas who um, there was a, a contentious custody battle, and the child has been to therapists and, and the doctors and the therapists agree that the child 
uh, is presenting as trans. Um, and so they recommended, you know, transition, but for a seven-year-old. So the father, basically his contention was that the, uh, the child's mother was trying to push the child into being trans and um, the child is never that way around him. And the mother's saying, no, there's, we've been to therapists, we've, we've gone, we're going and it's, based on how you know our child has has um presented themselves and the dad's like well when he's with me he's all boy and all this you know just saying yeah. that well that might be a product of the environment you're creating right right exactly so as you know queer folk we know that oppressive parents aren't necessarily the ones you come out to first mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but regardless this has become a um uh, a spear point for anti-trans folk uh, around the country and it's become the new bathroom cause mm -hmm. because the bathroom issue is proven it was admitted that it was made up and it had no basis in reality so they've kind of backed off of that a bit well, now they've got this. And trans kids, um, the arguments are all, always the same. How do you know? How can you make those decisions when you're so young? How do you know you're trans when you're so young? As if it's something that is uh, made up, you know, and and not an integral part of who you are. Well, mm -hmm. How well, do you know you're a cis person exactly, at that yeah. age? How, how, when did you realize what your gender is there any was. is there anyone telling you know cisgendered young people hey don't make that decision yet yeah you, you might should... be trans exactly <laughs> yeah so. you might there you go and of course the cutoff is always 18 because magically at 18 you apparently know you, you make all these decisions uh with a fresh and and powerful mind but <laughs> You know, 17 and, and nine-tenths. And no, nope. Nope. Um, That's the thing that frustrated me the mm -hmm. most about, like, all these, I don't know. Even, like, you know, like, turning 21. It's such an arbitrary age. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like it just doesn't make, none of that sort of, like, age limitation stuff makes any sense to me. Right. Well, I, I never waited till I was 21 for right. all the no things. Right. Yeah, no one does. It's, no one does. <laughs> Um, exactly. Not that that's right, children. You should um, always follow the laws and the rules. What we have to say that it's by the by. I I mean I personally I can't tell kids to do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's I have our, a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you have a kid, you know, you're the parent, so it's but, like you you know I don't know. Oh my God, that's like so stressful. You have conundrum. no idea. Yeah. It's but having a kid here, right? There are, I, I know tons of trans kids. Some who are absolutely like, I know this is who I am. Some who are, I'm more gender fluid, mm -hmm. uh, which is really confusing to people mm. um, because anybody who's gender fluid or, um, uh, non-binary 
confuses the heck out of cisgender folk who are based in the binary. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around it because that wasn't, we didn't have words for that back then. Mm-hmm. You know, there's androgyny, there was all of that, but we didn't really um, understand identity in that way. Yeah. Um, so kids who who are figuring out who they are in a world that is still very binary, it looks like indecision. It looks like, you know, wavering. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it plays into these this myth of, uh, you know, so many trans folk are detransitioning and they, you know, it's it was a mistake, they claim. Maybe for some people who are non-binary or, or who have uh, mental health problems, maybe transition wasn't right for them but that's what therapy is for that's what going to therapists is for and this child had this, therapists yeah exactly this child had been to therapists yeah. mm-hmm. um, had had uh, talked to their parents about it right mm-hmm. so and, and the, the logical you know next step would be that you right. could have that done yeah. so what does transition look like for children though it's not the yeah. same as it is for adults uh-huh. uh, children that young and even younger who transition there's no medical transition it's a social transition first they present themselves to the world as their gender and they go to school as their gender and in schools that it's very frustrating in schools districts that don't affirm trans kids Mm -hmm. because they have to use a special bathroom maybe which is embarrassing and singles them out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just draws attention to them being an other uh, which is not great for a child yeah that's you know yep Uh, any child just pick one child at random and make them go through unnecessary hoops it's horrible so anyway uh kids transition socially first Mm -hmm. then they may transition legally at an early age, uh, I know some parents that have uh, secured name changes and gender changes for their their kids, mm-hmm. uh, for their birth certificates, which makes it so much easier when you grow up to be 18, yeah. to yeah. be an adult and to make choices. And then we get older and you get into puberty, right? And this is where people get really fired up. when. Children grow up the the um, usual protocol that's followed most of the time is to put kids on hormone blockers if they're going to medically uh, transition. And hormone blockers keep your body from going through puberty. That's it. There, It's not a, or puberty blockers. It's not going to masculinize or feminize. It keeps you basically how you are in a preteen state right and um so you don't develop the secondary sex characteristics of uh whatever sex your your uh body happens to be and then which for some people who are trans can be really really dysphoric and uncomfortable it's horrible yeah it's one it's it's uh, um you know yourself to be someone mm-hmm and your body is actively 
undermining your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, At a time when it's just hard in general to be a person. Right. I you're, mean, let alone. You're there, you're developing your your identity mm-hmm. at this time in life. So when the the child, the teen now, reaches about 16 or 17, then they start talking about hormones, mm-hmm. hormone replacement. And they'll use hormone blockers and uh, hormone replacement. And that's when you get to develop into yourself, right? And you have much better uh, physical results than you would if you went through an incorrect puberty and then had to go through a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make the voice higher. You can't uh, develop the, you know, broad shoulders and the the brow ridge. Uh, <laughs> if you if you go through the improper puberty for yourself, and that causes dysphoria too. So, all of these things are accepted by the American Medical Association and recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is you know from dealing with thousands of trans kids and and an ever-growing amount because people are listening to their kids and what their kids are saying about themselves mm-hmm. you know we, we discount what the kids say we discount what women say we discount what what uh african-american women say uh about their health yeah and you know of course it's the white male doctor who decides what's going on well in this, this case it's uh legislators who have completely the wrong idea they think that kids are getting sex change operations mm-hmm. at seven years old because they don't know anything about the medical community yeah, in the first place yeah. yeah and not just that they yeah. have no clue about any of this right no idea of who trans folk are so what position are it are they in to be deciding yeah. these things it doesn't make any sense That's a really good point. it's really frustrating oh man well, I mean, you know, old white men and women's health. Right. Um, <laughs> they know better, really. They <sighs> just know better. So it's that same uh, principle where they're, there's this hot button issue now. They've made it a hot button. It was not a big thing. It, there was no controversy uh, coming up that like this. And now it's blowing up and it's going across the country and just ridiculous legislation is coming out of it, which might not be upheld. You know, appealing this stuff might actually be pretty easy to do because, again, this is established standards of care for kids. Mm -hmm. So what are you arguing with? What are you trying to put forth? Oh, I went, kind of went off on that. That's important stuff to talk about. That was, yeah. It is. It is great. It's going to impact so many lives. And that that goes into this next thing, ties into um, this new study. I I kind of alluded to it, I think, last week. Uh, National Survey on LGBTQ Mental Health. Um, 34,000 respondents ages 13 to 24 from across the United States showed that there's a mental health epidemic among LGBTQ youth uh, with politics playing a huge role. Mm -hmm. So the numbers here are like 
30% of young trans folk had attempted suicide and 54% had considered suicide in the last year. And approximately 36% who experienced physical violence attempted suicide in the past year. 22% of those uh, experienced some some form of discrimination. Uh, uh, Some of... (laughs) Sorry. 22% of those who experienced some form of discrimination attempted suicide. So, but when they were asked why, it was because of the political climate mm-hmm. and how things are falling out in that way. Stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. 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 So that's what all of this is is kind of coming to. Yeah. When you don't feel like the government recognizes you or, or supports you as a, as a human or being. Or when you think mm-hmm. the government is actually trying to sway people's exactly. opinion of you to... To a negative view. To a negative view. When they previously, not even, well, almost four years ago, mm-hmm. you were, uh, you were safe, safer. safer. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Well, safe, safer. And not only that, really, it's about hope. If you have hope for a future, or if you have just, if you can, just grow up and assume that you're going to be able to lead a decent life, um, you're probably not going to commit suicide yeah Yeah. or attempt it or think about it because you know there's not a persecution factor yeah Mm -hmm. that's a lot with the government and political climate on top of the probably daily social torment you go through right so again not supporting youth um actively hindering the lives of youth is going to cause deaths mm-hmm. and and it is causing deaths i mean with 30 percent reporting that right. they've only reporting yeah how many have died so this and so many other issues uh political issues are are deadly to us mm-hmm. it's not just about like oh this is gonna suck for a while you know it's gonna make life difficult no, there are people actually um, dying. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I, the first thing I thought when he who shall not be named uh, got elected was, wow, people are going to die because of this. Mm-hmm. And when when you hear Direct people effect. say, oh, we survived for or eight years of Obama, <laughs> you don't even know what you're saying. No. Yeah, you don't even know what you're saying. Because you don't, you don't see us. You don't see mm-hmm. what what the statistics are and um and it's just yeah that's not even a comparison right it's unconscionable you can't mm-hmm. you can't justify this anyway yeah enough with that uh, i think we like should... we're about out of time yeah we are about out of time <laughs> darn it and i wanted to get one more little bit in yeah what is we'll it? have to do it next week maybe maybe so Yes, you know what? Let's cover this next week. Uh, it's developing. This is about uh, as loath as I am to um, <laughs> to admit that this is a from the Trump administration. Uh, it's actually a policy they have. This is breaking, and I think I need to get a little bit more 
on top of it mm-hmm. and can delve deeper. Us, can you give us a thesis? <clears throat> yeah, it's statement? so it has to do with prep. And I've been dying to do something on prep for a while. Um, there's you know, all kinds of uh, controversy about prep and about uh, the companies that produce the the couple of drugs and possibly more drugs that are going to come out. Um, but this is the Trump administration is rolling out a um, program whereby certain people uh, would qualify for free prep, which is huge that because is it can cost incredible. sixteen to two thousand, uh, sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month for wow, yeah. So it's it's uh, you know that and and uh, maybe they should also do diabetes. Maybe maybe that's just me, you know, <laughs> working well, my mean, only health my own health into it. But no, we'll talk about this more because there are there are many restrictions on this mm-hmm. um there are only 200,000 people who are going to be approved under this and it's a um uh you have to have no health insurance coverage whatsoever so we'll talk about the numbers and we'll talk about what this means mm-hmm. and maybe we can get somebody in to talk mm-hmm. about that yeah so but so but that is it. Sorry. Sorry job, for not being able to fit that part in. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. We've got plenty of time next week. Yeah, I still want to talk about um, the homeless thing, too, because we had to cut that out last week. Yeah. Mm. Um, lots of stuff. There is. There's so many moving parts. Maybe we need to do an extended podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks to all the listeners out there, and a huge thank you to all the volunteers at WFHB who make the show possible. Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and Ireland Reacham. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Ireland Meacham. And I'm Luke Fisher. I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. <laughs>